by the power of Castle Hate Skull, today we are talking to Vigorous Steve. I'm still Hellamar Carly, even though I didn't say that at the outset, okay? Uh, I'm just excited for you guys to see this episode we just recorded. Vigorous Steve is one of my favorite people on the internet. I think he's a great guy, but more specifically, his content on YouTube, I would consider the number one source of good PED information on the internet. Let that sink in. He's somebody who I really hope I'll talk to again in the very near future, and we discuss that in the podcast. He's hopefully coming to L.A. soon. But for now, I'm going to let you enjoy the episode and make sure you go subscribe to his channel, Vigorous Steve, after you watch this. But that if you come out, it would be really cool to go to Gold's with you. It would be really cool to go go to Zoo. You know, I'm sure we'll meet up at one of those places. Um, yeah. And I've been, uh, I've been lifting with Mike O'Hearn at Zoo Culture. I saw that. Yeah. Um, really good dude. Like, he's uh-huh. just, I feel like every time I train with him, I pick up something new. And you kind of, like, I think that's something that he isn't given enough credit for. It's like, he is a master of, like, bodybuilding techniques. He's been in the game for such a long time. And yeah. You know, he always gets shit for, um, you know, the, the, uh, allegedly lying about his steroid use. Yeah. But the guy's in his 50s. He just had a kid. And he looks better than most of us. So yeah. whatever he is doing, yeah, like he's or, and not telling us about, <laughs> yeah, it's obviously working. You know? Yeah, so you got to give him some credit. I'm taking notes, and even just on a training level, like first of all, I I think he's his temperament and his generosity with people that I've seen. Like he's mm-hmm. a guy's guy, and he is also very like quick to compliment other people, which I think is always this like to me that's like just a sign of a healthy individual. You know, somebody right. who's not like shitting out other people to make themselves feel good, but and, and exactly what the, yeah, it's well, you know, we're in an industry for such a long time. You should be complimentary, and then you know, inspire others. Yeah, because you know, in this industry, there's a lot of negativity, especially online. Yeah, when we all meet each other in real life, it it should be fun and interesting. And, yeah, you know, a lot of positivity going on. Yeah. Because I feel that the, the online stuff is just kind of ruining it a little bit, you know? Yeah, and it's even something where I started out this podcast thinking I'd do, like, nattier knots more often. But I realized I'm just, uh-huh. it doesn't interest me that much. Because ultimately, you can't, unless you put that, you know, you opened up that person's memories and, and could climb inside there and right. see whether or not they've done that. It's sort of this moot point. It's just like a gossip debate, basically. And, exactly. you know, and it's ultimately irrelevant to like, you know, my personal experience, my favorite physiques have either come from, you know, being natty and just being really strict on my diet or running like 150 mm-hmm. tests and some master on, you know, and just my training yeah. and, you know, whatever my diet at that time were better. So I always feel like it's the easiest thing to go to for people who are maybe not totally happy with their own physiques. And so I've started doing more joking ones. Like I'll look at like Bruce Wayne, you know, and be like, is he natty or not? And yeah. Batman, you know, like in the comics. Um, or I did one on Chris. Not natty. No, no, no. no. Bruce yeah. Wayne would, would take all the angles possible. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, uh, and so I, yeah. that's, and that's hey, actually they, they funny. Call yeah. it, right. I call it a super soldier serum S, you know, for a reason. Yeah. I know it's, it's steroids, but they can't say it in the Marvel <laughs> comics. So, yeah. So we all know it's up. Right. Yeah. And you're making I mean, me think of the irony. Of like the rock, you know, being in all these or whoever's in the, you know, every, you know, he's just the, the prime example, but everybody in the movies, uh, we're watching movies about guys doing steroids and being America's hero, but we can't right. let the actors admit that they're doing steroids. 
Yeah, but they're in the limelight. They got sponsorship deals. You know, I mean, you saw what happened with um, that guy that did the Tour de France. Uh, yeah, Lance, Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Lance, right, Lance Armstrong. And then at one point, you know, the, 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 the scandal started coming out. Yeah. And, and he, all his sponsors dropped him, but also sued him. Wow, I didn't know that. You know, for the for the for the money back. Yeah. So, you know, like I always tell, like if you're in the fitness industry, like like oh, did we did we start the podcast? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, okay. We're, we're already rolling. Okay. Then they were rolling. We did okay. a soft start. So let's say you're in, the, right? So we're we're in the fitness industry, right? And and I try to educate about steroid use and and how to do that safely. So I can be open and transparent about my personal use, and maybe other people can learn from that. Right, yeah. and, and and maybe you're open about your studios because you just want to keep it real yeah. with everybody, right? You don't want to say that the haters will say that you're a fake man. <laughs> exactly. Right? We don't want that. <laughs> right. But if you're The Rock, or you're a Chris Hemsworth preparing for Thor, um, or or any other movie role, you, it's a kids' movie, you know? Yeah. You, you can't say I took stairs because maybe there's some 14-year-old kids out there saying. I want to look like Thor, so I got to take Prima Bolo. Or I want to look like Wolverine, so I got to take Winstrol. Yeah. I want to look like The Rock, so I got to take Nandrolone, right? Yes. For, as an example. Yeah. And it's, you know, at one point we'll all get exposed to it anyway, when we get a little bit older and wiser, but it might be a little bit too early for some kids or, or general population who just doesn't want to hear and have such a stigma about steroid use. And meanwhile, they're drinking booze while they're watching, you know, American <laughs> football. And then, yeah, they're watching the game, but they're not playing the game. Yeah. So they're 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 not a part of the the culture. So yeah. for them, just let them be, and they can do what they want and and talk, whatever. And then for us, we have our little niche, clicky, um, group of people where we're just you know you're in the gym. You're like, hey, what's up? What are you taking? I'm just primo, <laughs> GH. You know, I took a little bit of aromasin to control my estrogen. Yeah. Right. And then we're clear about. It. I just think that you know people that are so super popular just just better to keep your mouth shut. You yeah, and, and you bring up a good point that it's not just about the self-preservation aspect of it, which I also respect, like, because, look, yeah. I, I just saw a video of Ronnie Coleman on Jay Leno in the 90s or early 2000s when he asked him, you know, so you take any steroids? And he's like, nope, totally natural. You know, they actually kind of have the same voice almost, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> totally natural. <laughs> um, but it's just the position that you're in, and you've made that choice, and I feel... Um, I feel like this freedom to do this, it's it's uh, it's something that I'm grateful for, that I am able to speak openly without major, there probably are some consequences, you know, uh, given mm -hmm. that I that I pursue, you know, commercial acting work in Hollywood. There's probably some element to this at some point, but I've just made that personal calculation for myself that I, I, I want to ascend whatever ranks, you know, by being transparent or carrying the weight of that transparency because i i, I think know. like there's there's a huge demand for keeping it real nowadays you know joe yeah. rogan is keeping it real and you're keeping it real and there's so many guys in, in in with podcasts and in the public space on youtube and spotify that keep it real and there's a huge demand for that as well because people see the actors as something you know, not fake but they're portraying something else right it's it's bigger than life it's a movie role but we know that it's something else in the real world. But if you do a podcast and you try to entertain people and, and share some ideas, then being open about it, that's okay. I, I yeah. just think that some guys that used to say that they were natural now have to keep up appearances. Yeah. Because they've been saying it so long that they can't go back. So yeah, yeah. in the 90s, I said it was natural. In, in 2000s, I said it was natural. Now it's 2020. I've been on steroids all along. So you're going back on your words. 
know, no, I, I, I yeah, kind of, and it sounds like you empathize with this as well because I do. Um, you know, where I go, uh, it's a difficult thing because you you built this life around, uh, you know, a, a certain projection of your image at a time when there was no other option. And it does just right. look really mm -hmm. bad. It's like, yes, yeah, some people you just kind of die with that secret. And that's like, so I, and I guess I used to maybe judge that more harshly, but then I think back to like, you know, um, I was going to bring this up with you because I, you know, I'm interested in your like anabolic origin story in addition to your bodybuilding origin story, which of course are, you know, going to uh -huh. be two different things. But for me, you know, I was lifting from like probably like 14 to 18 and, and you know, I was just buying Celtech and creatine and thinking like, well, riding home and just take Celtech, right? And then in the early internet, I got on this website called Steroid Encyclopedia. And I remember it was always spelled in the, in the British way. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. And so I paid the 20 bucks a month or whatever to have access, you know, to these. I remember some of the usernames were like Doc Sustanon, you know. And uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I would send Western Union or MoneyGram transfers. And I remember trying to do it online. And they're like, you can't send it online to this location. So I'd have to like, like go into the thing, call it in, or go into like a right. Western Union, like deal with a person or... Yeah. Sometimes just give your passport details yeah, yeah. And, and, and wait a yeah. week and, and then the person hey, you spelled my name wrong, you we have to go in again. <laughs> right. And so how it is we use Bitcoin or, or Exactly. You know. <laughs> and people are still frustrated <laughs> with that process. So they're always going like you know, I'm I'm happy to show people how that I uh, obtain this, but it's just like most people uh perceive it as being very cumbersome. They try to do it and they're like, ah, I'm you know, the three DDoS safeguards before this dark web thing or right. I know can you just do it for me it's like well I don't want to do that for you. like it's it's time consuming right. it's not well, Amazon you complicate the matter right? yeah so. if you want to do it you know if you want to go the direction you got to learn how to do it all yourself you know yeah the funny thing is about this 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 whole steroid thing and getting the information like before on YouTube it was also a taboo to talk about it and many of the yeah. early YouTube channels that talked about steroids they got shut down. Oh, I didn't know that because oh. I found Greg yeah. you said actually from him talking about his pro bodybuilding cycle and I don't think I'd I think he was the first pro that I'd seen talk about a bodybuilding cycle and it all yeah, checked out. First. You know, I was like, "Okay, that mm -hmm. makes sense based on what I'd read, but I was going to say earlier going on these bodybuilding forums trying to figure out my first cycle, I took Deca D-ball and test and you know, even though it was like oh, two, no. 250 test, 300 Deca 25 milligrams yeah. deep. I mean, I gained like 30 pounds in a month and everybody knew, you know, I was like, oh, it's going to be subtle. And it's like, I just, you know, and I have good, like I was, I was a good responder to it as well and was working my ass off. But it's like, like if, if you, if I thought I was feeling one single person, you know, <laughs> uh, with all right. the water retention and just strength increases and whatever, you know, I looked like a different human in a few weeks. Um, and I just would have. So everybody knew, right? Everybody, everybody, everybody knew. knows. Nobody's going to know. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows. Um, you know, and, and so that's why actually, you know, we'll get to this later, but I always forward your video on the, if you look up Vigorous Steve Beginner, Approved Beginner PED uh, compounds for people to use, I would consider it the best video on the internet to introduce somebody in a safe way to what you should do as a beginner, because that's probably the most common question. I see myself as a sort of a conduit, you know, to people like you or Leo or more plates, more dates, where it's like, I'm not going to get these super technical questions, but I get a lot of people saying, um, I want to start, what's that first step? And, you know, you just provided a great groundwork that, like, I wish I had you back in the day, right? We did, we had a bunch of bodybuilding uh, yeah, forums, you know, with, like, exactly. you start yeah, off so with 500 tests, you know, and 500 Primo or, or, or even like Equipoise deck, whatever. Everybody was recommending too much for their first cycle, and that was like you saw it as sure. the norm, and then you're jumping in and you're getting all these side effects when it does, doesn't have to be that way. So maybe you can talk about that. Yeah, 
and, and most of that, you know, in the steroid forums, again, it was way too much and we didn't know what people looked like. So you would take advice from people, you know, maybe they <laughs> didn't even take steroids themselves. That's they true. Absolutely horrible, yeah. you know. They, they maybe they had an avatar. Deal with the side effects. Yeah. So that's why I started my YouTube channel because after, you know, 20 years in the sport and about half that time on steroids, I figured, you know what, I think I have some information to transfer have a YouTube channel about it and, and try to make other, you know, prevent other people from making the same mistakes. So I thanks so much for recommending that, that first cycle video. I remember you've yeah. been doing that for over a year now. Yeah. And then you specifically mentioned if you want to use insulin on your first cycle, <laughs> only under guidance. Yeah. 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 Cause I got a lot, of, I got so much shit for that segment, <laughs> but I, you know, from my experience, like if you're a hardcore bodybuilder or you're really passionate about the sport and your diet is on point and your training is on point and you're living the lifestyle, you have all this health supplementation and you're doing your blood work and you know how a glucometer works to, to check your blood glucose levels, then I think it's better to incorporate a little bit of long-acting insulin, yeah, which has very little risk for you to go hypoglycemic, that's low blood sugar levels, and then minimize the amount of steroids that you take yeah, because it's ultimately higher dosages of steroids that is going to make you unhealthy, not the insulin. Yes. And of course, I know everybody in the comment section is going to say, Insulin is going to kill you. It's going to be this and that, and you can die with one mistake. But there's hundreds of people out there or millions of people out there who have diabetes who use insulin every day just to stay alive. Actually, insulin is the most life-saving medication out there. Yeah. You just have to use it with caution. Yeah. So I always tell people, if you want to go on your first cycle, okay, you experiment one drug at a time, but it might be better to incorporate insulin, a low dose, a very low dose in a single unit dose over the course of a day from the start, because now you're more anabolic with less steroids. Yeah, and, you, and so your you recommendations more are- more bang for your buck. Yeah, and, yeah. and I actually want, and you have a whole guide on this that I actually wanted, I, I, it's on my, you know, to buy list of things. And I'll, I'll send it to you. That, oh, okay, no, thank you. Because it <laughs> I'll is, send it to you. I do like, you know, and I've thought about, you know, maybe writing my own books of just like, hey, here's like what I know, but framing it is that, it's just like my, what I know and what I, you know, can pass on, but, you have an advanced pharmacological understanding, you know, not only from the theoretical perspective, but you've done like, I assume hundreds, if not thousands of clients and, and overseen people do this. So it's like, yeah. those are the people you want to trust because I still, there is so much bro science still on the internet and you get people kind of like passing on a facsimile of, well, okay, Anavar, that's a cutting drug. And they sound very authoritative, you know, <laughs> like this is what people, it's typically going to be used for cutting. If you're trying to lean up and it's like yeah. you just said a hundred words and just didn't say anything about what the actual chemical properties or physiological effects of Anavar is, you know? And so yeah. maybe people don't have the patience for you speaking with precision about everything, but I would, if you're listening to this and want, if you prioritize, you know, precise language, because I do think there's like an ethical obligation all this stuff to like communicate exactly what this is, what it does, what are the side effects, because, right. you know, there are, uh, you know, as you point out, insulin is safe, but, uh, you know, it's safer than people think. But there are dangers of, of other, you know, androgenic compounds. Um, but I was one of those people yeah. who thought that insulin was going to kill you, you know, but you're. Yeah, no, most people, and I, I thought the same thing. And then you started reading about it. That's why I wrote an ebook about it, about 130 pages. And the first 75 pages. It's just biology, yeah. Human, basic human <laughs> biology, so you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Why is insulin important? How do you maintain insulin sensitivity? How how much insulin does the body produce even in a fasted state? Right. That's why we call it basal insulin. Your body is always producing insulin unless you have 
diabetes? What's type one diabetes? What's type two? What's this magical type three diabetes that is now being discussed? Yeah. It's basically diabetes of the brain. So, right, there's a lot of discussion in that ebook. And then by the end of it, you should have a firm grasp of how to use it safely. Yeah. And then you see the dosages are like, oh, 10 units, 15 units. It was so exciting. Yeah. You know? And and would you say people and, can get pretty. And people get great results from that. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, you've probably overseen many people because I think the, like, the mentality that I come across a lot, somebody was just asking me, like, they're doing test and, and primo. And they always have this question of like, what's Primo supposed to do? And I'm just always like, build muscle. Like, I, you know, like, <laughs> I, I don't know, you know, but that's my basic response. Maybe you have a better response. But like, I, I was actually listening to, uh, I know, you know, Steve Barnett, I think is his name, uh, the Anabolic Bodybuilding Channel. Oh, uh, Paul Barnett. Paul, yeah, yeah, uh, Paul Barnett, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. He has yeah, a great channel. And he has made the point on there. It's like, look, all these things that you're doing, you're just trying to build muscle. Tren isn't right. per se going to build more muscle, or if there is a comparison, it's not much more right. than like Nandrolone or whatever. It just has different side effect profiles or different androgenicity, right? So maybe you're getting stronger because of this, you know, signaling, right? Um, but ultimately, if you're trying to build muscle, they all kind of lead toward the same, you know, down the same uh, road toward the same goal, but you're just going, which side effects do I want to juggle? Right. So, so you have to kind of differentiate between are you a hardcore bodybuilder that's going to compete or are you a recreational drug user, right? Not recreational drugs as in NDMA or weed or whatever, but you're using uh, steroids and, and growth hormone and that kind of stuff recreationally to improve your physique, improve your quality of life and, and look a little bit buffer. So you have to differentiate between those two. If you're a competitive bodybuilder, then yes, you need to train in all the harsh stuff to win. But if you're just using a little bit of PEDs to improve your quality of life, use the drugs that your body agrees with. So if you your body agrees with trend, a low dose trend, by all means use it. But if you can't, uh, you know, can't use trend because you get too angry or night sweats or whatever, your sweat smells like ammonia and all the horrible side effects that most people get on trimbalone, use test and primo or, or you just use test or maybe test and GH, yeah. right? So most guys will have to go through some sort of experimentation process. And then from the, the 500 drugs that we can choose, you maybe have a short list of five, and those you use. Yeah. Right? And then you leave the experimentation up to guys like me or, or Paul. <laughs> and then we try new protocols. We, we document everything. We try to figure out a higher truth. And then once our you know, protocol is done, we'll, we'll, we'll document that on YouTube and make a video about it. And then you guys can learn. So is this something for me? Yeah, maybe not. But it was fun a fun video to watch. <laughs> yeah, so, and that's true. That the because for, for most guys... You know, for most guys, they will do well with test, primo, and of our GH, and then on a higher level insulin. I think that's all you need. Yeah. You know, and then the rest are ancillaries to keep yourself health healthy. Guys, how do I do it? Stay focused the entire hour of talking to a brain genius like Vigorous Steve. Well, I'll let you in on a little secret. It's Happy Hippo Kratom. Where do I get it? From happyhippoherbals.com, and I use promo code THICKBOY on the rare occasion that I want to pay money for something that I get free. But when I do pay money for it, I get 20% off. But it really helps me in situations like this where I'm talking with somebody who's so smart that I have to use all of my brain capacity just to keep up with them. So if you're around smart people too, and whether it's chemistry, anabolics, engineering, mathematics, or even just internet gossip, you'll want to take Kratom to keep up. 
You might have noticed during the episode, Steve can't keep his eyes off my shirt. No, he's not staring at my pecs. It's the oak and stone clothing. Now, off camera, I told him, hey, look, if you want one of these shirts for yourself, go to oakandstonecloathing.com. Use promo code HELLA for 10% off, and you could be looking just like me. Do they deliver to Thailand? Honestly, I'm not sure. But he can order it to me, and then I'll send it to him for your charge. Maybe you want to take advantage of that situation too. Go to oakandstoneclothing.com, use promo code HELLA, and guess what? Everyone around you is going to say, ooh, he's sexy. Right, right. Because as you differentiate, it's like most of these people, and I, you know, it is funny how trend has become this meme in the fitness industry. Um, like trend. So, but because it's like a funny joke, you know, the people make memes of, you know, when the trend kicks in or like that, you it's just trends, just like almost like the funniest <laughs> word to use. Right. Um, right. but it, it has created this allure where I get so many questions about like, people aren't asking me about equipoise or, or, or deca or anything like that. It's always like, so like how much trend should I take? I'm like, this is your first cycle, like, and you barely lift weights or whatever, you know, I'm sure you get this a lot too, where it's just like, you've, your mind has been hacked into thinking this is the first step that you take to getting jacked. And it's just not yeah. true at all. Um, now I was going to, it's been romanticized. Yeah. Basically. Just like sport, sports cars. Everybody wants a Ferrari, Yeah, but there's hundreds of sports cars to choose from. Yeah, but I need that Ferrari. Right. You know, and it's yeah. the same with steroids. There's, there's multiple steroids you can take. But everybody wants trend. The good thing about trend is, is that you can do everything wrong and still get results. <laughs> yeah. So that's why the beginners like it yeah. because they might not be in tune with their body. They might not train hard and, and diet correctly and take the right supplements, but they take a little bit of trend and they they will still get great results. Yeah. As long as they can, you know, manage their brain. And it's usually the guys that are already a little bit volatile. Ha. And then they go on trend and then they're more volatile. Yeah. Right, and then that that gives the rest of the industry a bad name. But to to be fair, I couldn't handle my trend either. I yeah. couldn't even handle hundred milligrams a week. I would just go crazy. Wow. So I haven't touched it in eight years. Wow, yeah, I'm still able to build a decent physique without it. You know what I'm yeah, no, your physique is great, and you've you've uh, you know yeah. We'll get into it in a, in a sec. I wanted to ask about like or comment on you doing the uh, fasting mimicking diet and, and losing a lot of muscle and putting it right back yeah. on. But before that, I was going to say. Um, the roid rage thing, because we kind of, trend is almost like synonymous when you think of like people who are actually road raging. I've, I've taken trend, the most I've taken is 100 milligrams per day per 10 days. The real thing I noticed was super horny and also my workout suffered, like your cardiovascular capacity. It's the first time I'm like, oh, I'm getting yeah, a yeah, headache. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm doing six sets of biceps and I just want to <laughs> quit, you know? Um, it's not comfortable, you know, um, but I just had like a bunch of stuff yeah. on hand and I'm like, oh, I'm going to shoot a music video in a couple of weeks. Like if I just take a hundred milligrams of Winstrol or sorry, 200 milligrams Winstrol a day, a hundred milligrams Trent uh -huh. a day, a hundred milligrams Primo oh, a yeah, day. Oh Winstrol and the Trent together. Yeah. So the, the funny thing is like Trent Malone, it, it, it's a progestogenic compound that can yeah. activate the progesterone receptor a little bit. That's why some guys get thicker skin on Trent Malone. Yeah. It's mostly absent with Dandrolone, but with Trent Malone it happens also. And then there's some there's a little bit of evidence that Winstrol can inhibit. I remember reading that back in the day receptor. that you would pair those two, yeah. like uh, you know, like Deca and Winstrol go well together. I remember that was a, a, a cycle I recommended to somebody. Right. Else. So you so you take train train and Winstrol, they go well together. But because you're sending weird signals to the progesterone receptor, a lot of people lose out on stamina. So combining yeah. Winstrol with Trembolone actually makes it worse because there's one of the mechanisms in there which helps with 
um, oxygen uh, turnover. Yeah. So if you combine both, both your, your stamina is absolutely horrible. Yeah. And then you're trying to diet at the same time. You literally do a set. And then even before you reach failure, already gasping for air. Yeah. It's 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 a disgusting combination. You look in the mirror and it's all worth it. Yeah. But during these sets. And, and then the weird thing is like you, you're very horny, right? Yeah. And you want to have sex. But then halfway through your session, you're drenched in sweat. Yeah. And you're already like, man, I don't know if I can finish because your heart is beating your chest. Right. Yeah. Everything is super pumped. Yeah. <laughs> But I, it's the worst. Yeah, it's worst that's ever. that's something you should almost lead when you're like talking about trainer guys ask about it. And I'm like, you know, and maybe not at a smart. It's a small. I've taken like 150 a week, and I'm just like, oh, it's kicking in because I'm getting night sweats and I'm waking up, and I just kind of feel yeah. that like like uh, adrenergic signaling of you're waking up at four, and it's like you're just wired, you know. Um, and and right. there's a lot of sweating going on. But yes, at the higher doses, like I, that, this was a clicking moment for me where I go, oh. This is not worth it, you know. Like whatever effect I'm getting from this, I'm somebody who has like I, I I try to keep my cardio up. I can. A lot of people are shocked. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll run six miles, and they're like, huh? Like I was talking to Bradley Martin the other day. He's like, no, you don't. I'm like, uh -huh. he, he thought I was punking him. You know what I mean? He's like, he's like, there's no way you run yeah. like flat, you know, for six miles. I'm like, no, no, no. It's just you know, I didn't start that or what. You know, I ran a half marathon like last year, like just you know, right. like okay, cool. it's not. And I'm not saying like everybody should do this. It's just like, but you can run, you know. It's it's easier, you, can be, you know, at two thirty than it is. You can be very a, physical if you want to. Even yeah. If you're like, I'm I'm about two hundred thirty pounds, two hundred thirty five now. Yeah. I do my cardio every day, every morning, yeah. thirty minutes on the elliptical on a pretty high intensity. Yeah. And I just breeze through it. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes you go through the mountains or something, climbing, and you see these other guys that fall off and they they have to go back. Yeah. Just walking. It, yeah. You know, it's it, it, it. Your legs suffer a little bit. You don't have these freaky bodybuilder legs, but at least you have some stamina. To do other stuff, you know, because it's the worst thing. You, know, you look great, but you can't do anything with your body. Yeah, it's a kind of the downfall of bodybuilding. They're all huffing and puffing, and I was you know, going like, to say that. <laughs> yeah, like bodybuilders and powerlifters, we we like, you know, you you. And I remember having this mindset of like, oh, I'm bulking for football season. Like, I can't do this. <laughs> you know, my football coach called me out because we would do this like five mile hill run every week on like Fridays. Yes. And he saw me on the way to it. And I was like, oh, yeah, coach, like I'm actually I'm trying to gain weight right now. He's like, oh, so you can't run for 45 minutes, you know, like <laughs> once a week. Yeah. I'm like, OK, OK, fair enough. You know, because you could like if it's a calorie thing or whatever, you could just be you know, eating a power bar during the uh, endeavor and probably, you know, end exactly. up, uh, you know, being calorically neutral. But um, I, I, yes, I, that clicked in for me where I'm like, oh, this is not having a big or, or even a really amazing physique where you're not necessarily that big, but your cardio suffers. Like I do, I like the idea of being able to do things. And I do think, uh, exactly. you know, yeah, when you like, hey, and then, yeah. you know, you don't want to be that guy because, you know, buffer guys always get asked for like, handiwork so yeah. somebody needs to move so oh, ask steve he's strong you don't want to be that guy that then has to sit on the side while everybody else is carrying the fridges and the yeah. and the couches out of the house you're sitting on the side like say i'm dude i got chin splints and my lower back is pumped and, you know so but i used to be like that you know i'd be like 260 pounds and that you can't do anything yeah you know you look great and you're super strong in the gym you're a fucking animal but then as soon as you do something else that's not bodybuilding, yeah, you, you kind of immobile. Yeah. And so that's why I kind of slimmed down and calmed down. And that's why I do, you know, occasional fasts because I, I set a target for myself. Okay, 230, that's my maximum weight, maybe 235 on a Monday morning, you know, after a cheat meal. But that's that's my maximum weight. Anything over that, I start to get uncomfortable and I become non-functional besides 
bodybuilding stuff. So yeah. I do occasional fasts every three months. I don't eat for five and a half days. Wow. Monday to uh, Saturday morning, which is brutal. But I think it's, it, it helps with longevity, you know? And yeah. again, if you're, if you're trying to develop your physique, that might not be a good idea because you're obviously taking a step back. So everybody's asking me every time I do a fast, they say, aren't you afraid to lose muscle? Aren't you afraid to go flat? Aren't you afraid to lose all your gains? But I've, I have all the gains that I want. Yeah. I don't, at this point, I'm just trying to maintain what I have and maybe refine some body parts so you get a little bit more bubbly here and there. But, you know, a, a five-day fast, I don't even lose strength at this yeah. point. You yeah. know, I just stop eating. I only maybe have a little bit of vegetables and maybe an apple here and there over these five and a half days. I drink water. I take my supplements. And, and the next week, I go back to the gym and I'm just as strong, you know, after a two-day carb load. So yeah. it's... That's I wild. Think it really helps with longevity. Yeah, and that's really wild because it's probably more difficult to determine how much actual muscle was lost just based on your weight because obviously, like you know, the the fluid retention and, and glycogen and all those yeah. things uh, are going to be huge determining factors. But if you can just jump back on and you're the same strength, no muscle was lost. Essentially, you could say, right? No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but when I when I started doing this maybe four years ago. I saw a video by Dr. Jason Fung online about the diabetes code. He's a very prominent guy for fasting, how it can solve diabetes and that kind of stuff. Now, obviously, I don't have diabetes, but I saw it as a channel challenge. So it's like, okay, I'm going to take it day by day, stop eating, see what happens, right? I lasted five and a half days. So that's, what, 132 hours. And I really liked it. And yeah. back then, I did lose strength because I took a week off from the gym and obviously I didn't eat. I depleted really, really hard. I, I lost 12 pounds in a week. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of it, water, intestinal mass, glycogen, right? Like you said. And then the week after I was half as strong. But now after four years of doing this every quarter, sometimes I do it every month. Yeah. It's, it's really no big deal anymore. Wow. But to be fair, I'm also not as strong as I used to be. So there's, there's less of a yeah. drop to fall back. So there's no more 110 Pound uh, shoulder raises that, yeah. that those days are behind me. Yeah, you know, so it's maybe it's maybe eighty mm -hmm. or ninety. So it's it's less of a drop than you know maybe previously. Right, right. And you also you know before you said you would load up on Anadrol the week before and then stop and then I'm just kidding, but <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you time your drugs no. a little bit more efficiently, lose some fat, you know. Um, but uh, so no, that after a while you you kind of you know you you start getting close to 40 and then it's like okay then maybe these extreme stuff I, I i shouldn't be doing anymore yeah well i no i i agree with that because i'm like I, I do like lifting heavy but it's like what's the payoff for that you know in certain ranges of um you know percentages of your max or whatever i i've noticed mm -hmm. it myself i'm like it's just you know the risk of anything happening you know a little pop in your pack you're like oh yeah i don't need yeah. why am i trying to bench 400 pounds for what you know um it's <laughs> yeah, stupid exactly. but yeah. i just wanted to comment it's very interesting to hear you say um the acclimation aspect and, and i know you're not necessarily attributing it to just acclimation to fasting you're going like okay you know there were other factors where i was like going you know, uh, my relative intensity was higher when I was younger to try to achieve these, uh, you know, strength feats. So then maybe that would account for the drop off. But in almost everything I do, I'm, I'm always reminded, I'm like, all oh, right, it gets easier, even if it's just psychologically, uh, but there's probably some adaptive mechanism when you do it more. Mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot of sauna recently and I see how people, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get used to that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah true, yeah. 
I think it's just like, like, and also like with emotional distress, like when you're younger, you're 16 years old and something happens, it's the end of the world. Yes. Right? And if something similar happens now, you're like, yeah, whatever, dude. It's, yeah. This, this is nothing, you know, just brush it off. You can continue about your business. So I think it's part of that is adaption, right? And then yeah. the more you expose yourself to discomfort, discomfortability or discomfort, yeah, um, then it just gets easier over time, you know? And yeah. then, so... I've been doing so many fasts now that it's just, you know, I switch on and I, I don't eat or I switch off, right? I, I push my hunger aside and I, I just ride it out for a week. You yeah. know? And sometimes I struggle a little bit on the fourth or fifth day. And sometimes I'm like, you know, after the third day, I'm like, you know what? Too much. I still need to work and I can't focus right now. Um, and sometimes I last six days. So again, I just take it day by day. And it's, um, you know, I think as you get older, your goals shift a little bit and you're just trying to maintain what you have. And, and then you can do that on less drugs and maybe more, um, you know, longevity stuff like intermittent fasting, less foods, less protein. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's why it's always a bit difficult to relate sometimes with the younger audience because I used to be, you know, 20, 25 years old. And you watch a 40-year-old guy say, I don't take so much steroids and I fast a week every month or every three yeah. months. It's like, yeah, it's full of shit yeah yeah he's on a grammar trend for sure it's <laughs> after after a while you're already developed and if you don't want to develop anymore it takes very little to maintain it you know yes it, it takes a while to start the car but once the car is rolling it's it, it doesn't take much gas to keep it moving yeah yeah no that's so that's, how I that's true because i'm sort of like i can maintain a weight of like 250 in the range oh, wow. of 12, you know, not that that's a problem, six, three. So it's not like I'm huge, but like, I remember trying so to, big. trying to get up to 250 to, uh, when I was playing college football, um, and uh -huh. eating eight times a day and do it, you know, I was, I was doing uh DC training, which I, you know, be cool to talk to you about in a second, but I was like really ki like killing myself in the gym to the point where like, I'd like, I had this like nine to five job during the summer. I was living in this hot city, Claremont, which is like in the Inland Empire. And I would sneak out, like, oh, I'm going to go uh, do some stuff down here. And I'd take a nap in the middle of the day because I was just like, so, right. you know, like. <laughs> Super yeah. regiment. Yeah. It's like a full-time job. Yeah, yeah. You know, to get to 250. Yeah. yeah. And, and now, now it's like. I just, there and it, right. I end up there. Um, yeah. And, uh, and the, and the it's real. It's hard to get to 230, bro. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's like the real struggle is, you know, as I tell people, once I stop eating McDonald's, it's over for these hoes. But it's just, I don't know, you know, <laughs> game over, game yeah, yeah. over you know, so just prepare for that. You know, who knows? Could be today, tomorrow, right. next year. I don't, I'm not going to keep you on your toes, you know, um, yeah. but you know, I still think it's a good, like we've not that you've been reckless, but like, like I would consider myself, you know, as somebody who I'm like, I'm willing to experiment. And, and I know some people are just right. never going to do that. Some people would never even do TRT or like I talked to Greg O'Gallagher, Kino body. And I'm like, I just know from mm -hmm. his temperament, like people accuse him of being a fake natty. I just think he has a really great physique, but I'm like, talk to the guy. He's not interested in mm -hmm. taking steroids. You know what I mean? He doesn't have right. that mindset. Some guys don't need it. Yeah. No, you some don't. Some guys yeah. don't need it. I have I have consultations with guys that that want to start TRT and they send me their blood work and their and their testosterone is sixteen hundred. Oh wow, that's crazy. And they say I want to start TRT. I said, dude, you don't fucking need it. You're like, look at the size of you're, your you're, your you're, goose egg balls right now. That yeah, are <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're they're down to your knees. What you need is like a sports bra to keep them up. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's share a little bit of your nuts with everybody right. else, dude. Like that. The highest I got was like 600, 700. Yeah. But some guys are just naturally high. And I see them here in Thailand also. They're a little bit shorter guys. 
and they're have genetics out of their ass. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. They're shredded the year round with shredded loads. They're very big muscular and they're round and they win pro shows, haven't touched a steroid. Oh, and wow. They do start taking steroids. Yeah. And it's like Ronnie Coleman. They blow the fuck up. Yeah. It's, you know, but that's one in a million. That's not me. Unfortunately, I was yeah. a skinny fat kid that, that after 10 years of trading, I looked um, not even close to a fake natty. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, swim, swimmer physique. That's the best I was able to accomplish. Gotcha. And, 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 and then I took a little bit of steroids, but, and then I blew up. Yeah. Because the training was there for 10 years. The nutrition was there for 10 mm -hmm. years. Right. I knew a little bit about supplementation, even though now it's way more developed because it's almost 15 years ago that I started my first cycle. And, you know, so you get great results at the age of 26 because you're regimented right yeah and i think that is so important as you said you know the, the 10 years of now i think you're being a little bit hard on yourself i've seen your before pics i thought you looked great you know i don't know your full yeah. story arc or whatever but yeah. i was going to ask you these are thai guys that you were referencing with the shredded glutes or natty yeah because i live in thailand yeah, yeah, right? yeah. so sometimes i see some foreigners come in but most of the foreigners that have great genetics are either in Dubai or in the USA because the fitness industry is yeah. way bigger there. But there are a couple like tall guys, like 6'4", 6 6'3", 6 yeah. you know, from either France or Italy or, or UK or from America that have good genetics that are natural. Yeah. And they're killing it on social media. And then they ask me, so what do you think? I want to start an anivore cycle. You haven't done anything. You look at their picture and you can swear that they're taking something. Right. And you can even just start with their naivete. You're like, oh, you're asking me these questions yeah, exactly. that indicate that you're not yeah. actually, you don't know anything. And and you wouldn't, if you, uh -huh. were cons if you were worried about guarding that secret, you wouldn't probably like ask people for advice, you know? Um, no, no, well, you know, I'm, I'm known as the go-to guy for drug questions, so everybody. Yes. <laughs> no, I would. I always, because I'm like, Steve, you know. Me at the gym, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of people like, who would compete. Steve would know about where to buy it, <laughs> you know, the end for, which pharmacy you. Uh, yeah. I said him on the way. Oh, so actually, get it here. do you know um, her, her Instagram handle is Masha. Um, she's a Russian girl who lives in Thailand. She knows you. I saw, oh. yeah. Uh, so we're, yeah, we're, of course. we're friends now. And I go, I'll go, oh, hey, I'm doing a, a podcast with Steve tomorrow. And she goes, oh, I haven't seen him in a uh, while. And I said, it's okay. I forgive you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send it to her tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Right. Yeah, so Marsha, um, she, she lives here for five years, I think, or three years. Yeah. She does some dancing. She does some personal training. She does some online coaching. She did a couple of competitions where she looked really, really good. Yeah, she's an and impressive she was living girl. In patio yeah, she's a great girl. She, she was living in patio for a while, and now she's back in Bangkok, but she's usually there in the morning. Yeah. And I train like nighttime. Yeah. So I can avoid all the, no, no. <laughs> I, I like the gym. <laughs> I'm too famous. No. Um, all the paparazzi, just yeah. During the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, all the paparazzi. So I changed my schedule because most of my clientele is in, in the Western world. Yeah. Right? So I wake up at 12. This is a very single man's lifestyle. You wake yeah. up at 12, you do all your work, and then you go out. Well, yeah. I used to go out to the club, but now I go to the gym around nine o'clock, get my workout in, and then I do all my podcasts or consultations. Or, yeah. You know, that's like on, on Western time. So it works a little bit better this way. And again, at, at nine o'clock in the evening, there's almost nobody there. So I can stomp through the gym and do walking in between sets to get my steps in. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I always do that because like I do my fasted cardio and then I, I do my main workout in the evening. I had a couple meals in and then I walk in between sets. Yeah. Because I'm literally sitting here the whole day working. <laughs> yeah. You know, six days a week. Yeah. So, you know, I did the standing desk for a while, but then my knees started hurting a little bit. So 
I felt that walking in between sets, I get an easy 3,000 to 5,000 step. Oh, wow. And you burn a ton of fat. Yeah, you yeah. burn a ton of fat. That's No, that's such way. a so great uh, you know, point because some of my best physiques have actually come from doing half an hour daily workouts, but I'm doing circuit training. So that's another just example of going like, right. you're doing everything, you're mm -hmm. getting your cardio and you're lifting it at the same time. A lot of people exactly. yeah. will go, oh, I went to the gym for two hours. And um, you, you know this better than anyone, I'm sure. It's like, well, okay, how many sets, did, how many difficult sets did you do in those two hours that were compound movements, whatever, you know, there's so many factors that you gauge, but people always use this time thing. Right, like I'm in the gym right. for two hours. Like I don't give a shit. I was in a gym and napped on the floor for two hours once. You know, um, yeah, exactly. On Tinder, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, but it does like because if you're gonna end up doing, you know, walking cardio after your workout anyway, why not just walk around? I think that's a great idea because I'm always just put it put it together. Yeah, you know? yeah. And 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 because. After the set, you're kind of winded, and if you walk around to the, you know, through the gym, of course, when it's a very busy gym, like I, I don't think you can do this at Gold's Gym or Zoo Culture. Just too many people. Yeah. At an even at Muscle Factory here in Bangkok, it's too many people unless it's like after eight. Yeah. And most people are already home, and I can just do my workout solo and, and walk around. Yeah. So you you walk around, you're winded in between sets anyway. So why not walk it off, literally? Yeah. Get a little bit of steps in, burn a little bit of extra calories, but get some oxygen and blood flow going. Yeah. And I found it works very, very well, even for leg day. But for leg day, I'm usually hauling plates, you know, from one side of the gym to the other. Oh, nice. You know, it is with commercial gyms, right? You, yeah, <laughs> it's not by choice. It's a commercial gym, so yeah. I've got all the plates. One yeah. week they're here, and then the next week. I know, week you're like, oh, okay, so there's, the other there's side. no 25s anywhere in this whole gym, you know. I, no, <laughs> and people leaving, like, stuff on the, th like, I'm, I'll, I remember going to the gym the other day and looking around, I'm like, there are six like hammer strength or barbell like stations like that. I'm just looking in the immediate vicinity. Every single one of them, somebody left the weights on, you know. Um, exactly. Every yeah. single one. So, yeah, you know, that's. Uh, you know, it's amazing. But it's horrible, dude. That's a good. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good the, life hack. That's, and you mentioned. Um, a, yeah. So. Sorry, I was gonna say, uh, you know, an abrupt a left turn. Not really, but, uh, you know, I know we could talk about a million things. One of the things that I like about your channel, like I do think people should go if you're interested in, you know, just educating yourself on anabolics, but you also touch on a lot of different other things. And I always feel like, you know, people ask me, what's your podcast about? And I say it's fitness adjacent or fitness is the starting off point for so mm -hmm. many other things. When I talk to men who become role models, Usually fitness, you know, it's something you do to develop self-esteem. And then, you know, with that self-esteem, what do you do? You go out and try to meet women. So I know I've seen at least one video from you, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, talking about this. And like, again, you don't read like some pickup artist, but I'm like, I know you have confidence in interacting with women. And maybe you could share some of that, yeah. like your little, you know, a journey or a process Um you know, because I know of, I can't think of the exact stories you've told off the top of my head, but I know I've seen videos of you talking about like going out and kind of just like meeting women in general or making this part of your routine, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. in addition to your other lifestyle stuff, like moving to Thailand and yeah. Yeah. It's just mostly getting over social anxiety because I think like I come from Holland originally and in this small city close to Amsterdam that I grew up with, people are not very social. So I developed a little bit of social anxiety where when you go out, you don't really know how to interact with people properly. So yeah. I suffered from that from the, well until 22, 23 years old. And then I went to Thailand and everybody's super social here. Yeah. And you're talking with random strangers and you're acting like best friends. So I, I, I came to Bangkok, 
super easy going with people. And then you go to Phuket, which is a tourist town. And of course, you're in the tourist industry. So it's, it's a little bit more friendly because they need your business, obviously. So, but it was so easy to get in touch with people. And within two weeks, my social anxiety was gone. Yeah. Really, it, it was so easy to get in touch with people. It's very easy to get in touch with women. And then, you know, with guys and it just, you know, easy conversation going. You, yeah. Then I took that back home and it was very easy to communicate with people as well. Yeah. But after a while, that kind of dies down again because mm. everybody there also suffers from social anxiety and is not very <laughs> playful and interactive yeah. with each other. So that's what, one of the reasons why I decided to move here because I like to talk with people and socialize and, and bullshit and have fun and, and yeah. you know, meet new people all the time. And so I decided to move here. And here it's just a matter of exposure therapy. So I tell a lot of people that are in the Western world, they, they have a little bit of a difficulty, you know, getting in touch with women or, or just socializing in general. Come to Thailand, it'll be gone in a month. Yeah. Because you have no choice. Right. <laughs> you have no choice. You throw yourself in the deep end yeah. and you start socializing yeah. with people. And you can you know? even start and off with the ladyboys, right? Like as your intermediate step, yeah. they're going to be, yeah, they're going to be not? approaching they'll, they'll, you. They won't leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll, yeah. Dude, it's funny when you come to Thailand the first time, you don't know who's a girl and who's a lady boy. Yeah, because they're that good. So, mm -hmm. yeah, no, they're, they're very good at that, especially now with the, with the surgeries and everything, you wouldn't know. Yeah. So luckily, if you, if you go to certain nightclubs, they're not there because generally it's kind of frowned upon. They don't want the lady boys there. And if you go to other nightclubs, there's a very high likelihood that there's lady boys. Yeah. So, Depending on how fast you want to get over your social anxiety and start interacting with people, you might want to go to the... Yeah, uh, right, because your you brain doesn't know the difference, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, your brain knows, yeah. So, so as long as it's in the dark and you, you whatever happens in Thailand stays in Thailand, and, <laughs> right? It never happened. <laughs> Just don't tell your mates. And if you, you know, if you go to a regular uh, club with nice girls, again, they will approach you and, and, and after a while you start to, you know, become a little bit better at that game. And then you get that confidence to approach as well. So, and if you already have that confidence, where it's easy to talk with women, you know, yeah. and, and and here it's a fucking paradise. Yeah, no, that's because there's so many beautiful women here that are very easygoing, and it's it, it and they're different from Western women, you know. So, like Western women, they get talk, like the beautiful ones, they get chatted up all the time, right? Yeah. And after a while, they get bored. And they're like, oh, you, you need at least, you know, a million and, and a BMW and a, the, the larger list of requirements yeah. before you can talk with them is kind of high. And here that doesn't seem to be the case yet, but it is getting more competitive. <laughs> right. No, it's interesting. Uh, like, because, yes, these things, it's like you can you can have a beautiful woman who, uh, you know, has a more normal temperament or who isn't sort of entitled mm -hmm. or doesn't have these super high expectations based on how men are treating her if she's been normalized in some way, hasn't been treated like a special other, right? Um, so I'm sure, right. you know, yeah. I'm sure it exists to some degree everywhere, but yes, in the it, people do seemingly complain about this phenomenon in the Western world, you know, that, that um, and I don't know, like I, I hate to jump in and be like, women these days are this or that, you know, like I think the observations no, no, no. probably have truth to them and that I, mm -hmm. I, over the years, I do see value in, you know, I mean, even just having a, a woman who's like, oh, you you know, your brain hasn't been hacked by this idea that, you know, you deserve everything just for being hot. Um, you know, so, and I do think... Which, uh, yeah. again, if you're super hot and you take care of yourself, okay, that, you know, yeah. same as a guy that takes care of his physique, you know, yeah. you should be, you have a little bit higher standard than everybody Correct. else. Correct, yeah. I get it. Yeah. 
I get it. You 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 came to that point. Yeah. You just got to remember that you know when I was in Holland trying to you know date hot girls. Yeah. Um, and Holland's known for having successful. hot girls, right? Like there's some of the. You know, well, from yeah, my yeah, from my uh, perspective, maybe you can correct <laughs> me because sometimes I'm like yeah. you know like <laughs> like that's what it's that's what it's yeah. known for. But again, you you can tell me you're you're you know compare the two. Usually at the usually at the dance festivals, you know, Holland is the biggest dance festivals in the world. Yeah. That was always a lot of fun, you know. That was always a good place to get in touch with people. But to be fair, everybody's using recreational drugs there, so yeah. you know the, the the barrier has been lifted, and everybody's each other's friends. Yeah. So that that was always a good experience, and I would go to all the festivals and have a good time. But then it's in between those festivals and winter time where you're kind of bored. Yeah. And, and and to be fair, you know, when I was in Holland, I was not as successful and developed as a person, right, as I am now. Yeah. Like, Thailand has changed me. I'm I'm way more easygoing and. You know, I, I think for men to, if you really want to go get into the dating game, it's it's probably best to develop yourself first. Right. Right. Be be your own man. Like if you live at home, you're not making so much money living home with your parents. And you're not making so much money, which at one point we all did. Right. You're making a little bit of money. You live, you know, in your bedroom. And how are you going to get girls over? Right. Yeah. There's this aspect of self-improvement you, that, that kind of has to go like really, with bodybuilding, with getting girls, you know, the 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 uh, link in the middle there is like make yourself better if you want more success in this right. field where success is rewarded. Exactly. You know? And and I think if if at one point if you're successful and you're good at what you're doing, then it shouldn't be difficult to achieve anything with girls or anything with business and but it, it's always a roadblock to get to that point. And that's why I tell people said so make a plan for yourself for one or two years. I made a, a video about the blueprint for financial freedom. Yeah, about how to you know do the do the do the job where you could just make the much money much money as you can if you even if you don't have education, make as much money as you can with whatever job you can find, pocket it all, make sure you have a year's worth of savings. Right in the meantime that you're working, you can do all the research to start a business or how to start a social media account or figure out where you want to live and figure out how you can save as much taxes as possible, right? Because there's much better places to pay taxes than your home country, probably. So you've figured it all out. The first year you work, you save your money. The second year you make your dreams happen. Yeah. And now people are showing up to Thailand who've done that. Yeah. And I meet them, which is crazy. Oh, oh, you so I put that video out. Yeah. I put that video out. Like yeah. if I if I were if I were to get a do-over, this is how I would do it, right? Because it yeah. took me not not two years, it took me like seven years before. <laughs> before yeah. I made it happen. But so I put all that knowledge of, of the seven year journey from Holland to here where you're self-employed and you make enough money to survive and have a good time. Yeah. I put that all into a two, a two year plan. And then now people, I think I released it a year ago or one and a half years ago. Now people are starting to show up in Thailand. I watched this video a year ago, one and a half years ago. I saved all my money and now I'm here making my dreams happen. And it, yeah. I've seen ten of those guys already. Wow! But it's crazy to me. So not even just one. You've seen. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, no, it's multiple guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you're. That's something I never realized about YouTube, how much of a positive influence you can actually have on people. You know, really changing their lives. Yes. Because coming here with with you know twenty five thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars worth of savings, that's a big step. And some of these guys already liquidated all their stuff. They don't have a car. They don't have an apartment. They sold all their furniture. They're really here to make it happen. Yeah. And and just start start anew. Yeah. You know? And that's really cool to see. That is very. Yeah, that's really cool. That is very cool to see. And I think that's kind of like one of you know, we'll, we'll 
you know, hopefully do multiple podcasts in, in this series of you and I talking. There's a million things I want. I was like going to plan it all out, but I'm like, I'm just going to let, you know, the chips fall where they may because, you know, there's, yeah, there's so many topics. <laughs> but I, one thing that I was going to say is that, you know, the reason I'm drawn to your channel and your personality is because of things like that where you go, yes, I'm having this positive impact on the world and that's actually a big consideration. You're not somebody like you do sell stuff, but you're not on there using clickbait thumbnails and spreading misinformation for the sake of profit. You know, you're leading I with expert. I try, I try, yeah. I try to do it clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really like you, the, you make good thumbnails, but you're not going like, whoa, like crazy thing is going to make you gain 50 pounds yeah, in yeah, four yeah, yeah, weeks. Yeah. You know, at least, at least I don't. I don't title it that that it's clicky and you don't get what you expect. Yeah, I always you feel know? like I've I, never I, clicked I, on a video of yours and like not had the thing that I was expecting happen. You know, um, and, there was and, one. There was one video though. I said there was one video. I said the safest performance enhancing drugs that are, you can take risk free. Oh, and then I made a list and I just put three dots. <laughs> Dude, there's no. I know. I remember that one. And that's but that's yeah, a funny. That's, <laughs> that's but that's still like an ethical clickbait thing. It's like teaching, you know, sneaking this like moral lesson into like, hey, dummy, you know, you're not going to take anything that's performance enhancing that comes yeah. with zero risk. Duh. Everything is, risk. you know, but I, right. I do. Right. I think, you know, you're on a sort of short list of people again with uh, the guys who you do, it's the Bio Bros podcast, right? That you do with uh, Leo and, yeah. and, uh, uh, and, and also somebody who and I Derek, correspond yeah. with. And I just, I'm so drawn in by people who really take the time to hone their expertise. And you do offer paid services, but you're, you're giving so much away for free. And so I just hope, like, you know, you, you are growing, I think, um, at a steady pace, it, it would seem. But I think you're doing it the right way. And I... I I'm just glad that you and the guys like you, Steve, uh, 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 Derek, uh, Leo, and uh, and yourself, uh, you know, amongst others like uh, Mr. Barnett that we talked about earlier. Yeah, we have we have Paul Paul Barnett yeah. and Chase Irons, and there's Think Think Big Bodybuilding Media. We've got five podcasts per week. Yeah, and it's all solid information. And yeah. you know, like I think for my my audience, it, it's very niche content. Yeah. So I'd, I'd never expected it to grow fast. Yeah. And some sometimes you make videos that absolutely tank. Yeah. And then later they pick up in views. So you check it like six months later, and there are twenty thousand views. Yeah. You know, the first week they only got a thousand. Right. Like, Shit! What happened? What did yeah. I say? What did I do wrong? You know. <laughs> yeah. And then la later on they pick up. But I think like I wanted this channel to kind of have like a, a catalog of information yes that people can benefit from now but also 10 years from now yes yeah so, and, and no it's great and it, it, ideally it's it's it, it just basically something that i wish i had when i started my my ped journey and maybe life in general because i put some life advice in there as well yeah and um you know it's just a steady steady growth i mean i'm at sixty-one thousand subscribers now so that's quite big already and it's yeah it's more than enough for you know surviving you know the i, I do almost two hours of consultations every day. Yeah, yeah, and, and no, and I think that- That's you, a lot. The, the people who do, you know, subscribe to you, because, and that is a very impressive number for YouTube, and uh, and I think, you know, many people don't have the appreciation for like, you know, get 500 followers on YouTube, just, you know, posting information content. Yeah. Um, and, and uh. but the people who do come to your channel, they're loyal because I think they, they respect the expertise, but, um, you know, right. Unfortunately, I have to run to go shoot Fighter and the Kid now. I really just want to thank you okay. for taking the time <laughs> sure. uh, to talk uh, anyway, with me. Yeah, okay. and I really do 
not only help we'll do more Zoom, but you're coming to LA as we discussed before. And so yes. I would say look for round two, you said in December? Yeah, middle of December. So awesome. I'll be there probably 7th, 8th, or 9th December. Yeah. We'll all hook up. I'll bring my uh, my best suit. Yeah. I'll good next to you. And your best your, your, your best stringer. <laughs> yeah, best stringer. Right, uh -huh. right, right. And then, uh, and then we'll do this in, 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 in awesome. real life for sure. Thank you so much, Steve. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Yeah, have a great sleep. I guess I guess you're going to – or are you training first? Thank no, no, no. I'm going to bed in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll talk soon, Steve. All right. Have a great day. Thank you, everybody. All right. Ciao.